live. All right. It happened. It was been, a, it's been a minute, Ty. I know. Been, we've been busy and everybody's been sick. I know. You've been sick? How been you doing? Sick. It was brutal. I don't Man. know if it was COVID or the flu, but it, it sucked. I think it's going around everywhere. I had, yeah. a, I had another podcast scheduled this morning and uh, I felt bad because I'd had to reschedule twice with the, the, the guy and he, he totally missed it. And he emailed me, oh, sorry, my entire family's sick. He has a bunch of kids. And I was like, well, okay, yeah. It's going around everywhere, it seems like. But you know what's beautiful about it is we're all still living our lives and building immunities. Yeah, still. exactly. <laughs> well, that's what happened, right? People didn't go out enough, and so now they're getting regular sicknesses, and they're like, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, better well, build that immunity up. We've got a loaded show today. It's episode 64, November 2nd. So yeah. it's a good day, exciting day. I, hope yeah, everyone... I like your topics. Good topics yeah. today. I'm excited yeah, to uh, dive into these. Well, so the, we'll just break it down. I'll get started. We're, we're going to first and foremost talk about money today. And the topic, because I feel like Halloween's over. You're finally kind of branching into the holiday season oh, now. Here it comes. Um, here it comes. So 75% of individuals who live paycheck to paycheck claim to be worried about the holiday expenses and so we're going to talk a little bit about that and and what they're doing and why um so that's that's going to be our money topic okay that's a very very relevant topic right now for sure mastery topic 25 tips to save money this christmas and that's important because a lot of people just have this sometimes expectation oh i gotta spend all this money i gotta get all these gifts and there's a lot of creative ways that you can actually you know avoid that there's budgeting there's tools we talk about i mean there's some solutions. And some, some of the reason I'm doing that now is because some of the, the tips require you get started right now. Yeah. Um, like you that. can't wait till Christmas. No, and now. guess whose article that is? Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave. Yeah. I figured we've said enough, you know, against Dave Ramsey. It's time that we, we get on the same page with him on something I here. I think so. we're more on the same page than we, than we think. That we yeah. Realize. Just listening to him with Alex Hormozzi. So we'll, we'll That's talk true. about that. That's too. true. All right, then uh, we haven't done one of these in a while, so I wanted to bring the family piece back in. Let's do um, it. You know, when we very first started marketing, it was we targeted fathers who wanted to provide better yeah. lives for their families. And so I we figured, do. you know, it's time to let's get back to the family piece. And so um, this article I, I found that I want to talk about, it says parenting expert shares the number one rule for raising successful kids and 78% of Americans are not following this rule. Oh, man, I can't wait to dive into that. That's definitely something that's happening. And then we'll end it uh, with some huge news in the, in the NFL. Big trades are happening. People getting fired. Somebody's uh, coaching trees failing. So that's going to be fun to talk about. Yeah. No, that'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. The NFL's it's getting to the fun time of the year. It, we've got some good matchups. Oh, we do this week. So Casey, I'm, we were talking. I was looking at you know potentially I'm, making I'm some picks, excited, and yeah. thankfully it got postponed because I looked at him this week. I'm like, damn, I do These not are, even know. Yeah, there's some who to pick games. here, but uh, there's some good games. Welcome to the Go Figure Podcast, created for parents and business owners who want to get their money right. My name's Leo Cannell. As a husband and father of five, I've been fortunate to create two eight-figure businesses in the fintech space. This podcast will share the values, principles, strategies, tools, and tactics that have helped us to build a fintech empire and provide an epic life for our family. Having been a parent and entrepreneur for 20 years, there's a lot I don't know. There's been a lot of failure. The good news is together, we'll find solutions to creating an epic life powered by a business that we love. So talking about 
again, our money topic, diving into this survey says 75% who live paycheck to paycheck worry about holiday expenses. So the first part of this article kind of dives into, all right, how much are they actually spending? The, and again, these are people that live paycheck to paycheck that they, they interviewed here. Um, it says almost 33% of respondents plan to p- spend $500 or less on shopping this year. Okay. In last year's U.S. News holiday spending survey, nearly 41% plan to keep costs under $500. Uh, the rate of inflation was obviously eased just a little bit. I've noticed gas prices finally going down out they here. They have, yeah. Good, um, to see. Good to see. But things are still expensive and a lot of wages haven't really caught up yet. So what's interesting is they give us this chart. So of the 100% of respondents, 32% plan to spend $500 or less this holiday season. Okay. Um, 18% plan to spend between 500 and 600. Nine and a half plan to spend between 600 and 700. 8.2 between seven and eight. 4.6 between eight and nine. 11.7 between nine and a thousand. And shockingly, 15% Plan to spend a thousand dollars or more, which is crazy. I can't it's fathom that. If I'm paycheck to paycheck, yeah. I can't even pay, spend. You know, I can't pay my bills. Why on earth are you spending a thousand dollars? I mean, if you have a flat tire, if you have any t- sort of unplanned expense that just pops up, which they always do all the time, any medical expense that you weren't planning on, now all of a sudden, where are you going to? How are you going to pay for that? That's I, I yeah I I don't understand it, but uh. I do know a lot of people that live paycheck to paycheck that are yeah. probably going to spend a thousand dollars on, on the holiday season. So it's interesting, but it, it goes, okay. Respondents are given a list of payment strategies and asked to select all the options they plan to use. Here's the findings. Okay. Okay. Saved money and can afford it. 52% apparently of those that are going to, they're living paycheck to paycheck. 52% said they've been Saving a little bit of so, money. So let's unpack that, right? Oh, okay. Saved money and I can afford it. Okay. You've saved up 10 grand and you're going to spend a grand. Okay. All right. At least you have a buffer. If there's an emergency, if someone, uh, you know, you have to travel, there's a funeral in the family, four states away. If you have a medical expense, if the car breaks down, because you sure as heck don't want to, you know, finance a new car at 8% interest, that's more expensive now than ever, right? So, okay. But, I saved up a thousand and now I'm going to spend all of it. It's probably, probably yeah. Not good. And probably I'm sure there's to, a big percentage that's in that. They need to listen to the Dave Ramsey tips we have next 100%. on, on how to save money this Christmas season. But, uh, so that was the biggest, the biggest thing there is they've saved money, which was shocking to me because I thought no one saved money anymore. But, uh, well, at least they, that's good. Yeah. Half the, of them. That's great. The second good one job, here, guys. 21% said they're going to cut back significantly on holiday expenses. Okay. Which is fine. There's no issues with that. Uh, 30% said they're going to cut back in other areas so that they have money for holiday expenses. Maybe cancel Netflix through the holidays or something. I I don't know. See, that anybody who falls into that reason, I feel like is lying to themselves. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm going to cut back. Cancel the gym membership. Right. Yeah. Cause my new year's resolution is to get fit. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're planning on spending five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars, which all those people were and more, and you're just going to cut back in other areas, what are you going to cut back in? Yeah. The, the biggest thing I would think would be disposable income that you use to go out to eat. Yeah. Now, if you legitimately did that and you did no going out to eat for a couple months, 
then I think you can get there. But if you don't, or you have any type of emergency, then. Yeah, exactly. I would, I would hope if you're paycheck to paycheck, you've already cut out these extra things that you're going to now all of a sudden cut out so you can buy your dad a Christmas gift. Um, 19.7% said they're going to put expenses on a credit card and just carry a balance, which, you know, sometimes it happens. Probably not the best idea, the best debt, unless you can go get a really good 0% option and maybe you're getting some cash back and bonuses, then it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, 13% say they're going to use a buy now, pay later. What's the difference between a buy now, pay later and a credit card? Usually the buy now, pay later is more expensive. Yeah. It's more expensive. Everybody gets that, that high interest rate regardless. And so if you're strategic about it, hopefully you're in a position where, you know, your car balances are paid down, your credit score is high. You know what? I've got to take care of my kids. They're super expensive. I promised, you know, Joey a bike and, you know, a bike's $100 or $150, whatever it is. And I promised my daughter whatever they promised, and you're just a little short, okay, great, we're going to strategically get a 0% card, and it's going to pay for it. I'm going to have it paid off in the first quarter of 2024. Okay. But it's just a lack of planning. So I think uh, I was talking about this uh, on Facebook and another, it was another event. It was about intentional planning. Like, hey, if I want to create the type of life I want, then I have to intentionally plan out what I'm going to do. If my wife and I want to have a great marriage, we have to intentionally sit down what makes a great marriage? All right, we've got to have a date night. I've got to, you know, serve you when I screw up like I did a couple of weeks ago. I've got to buy you some nice roses that you get in the front door and put a smile on my wife's face, right? But if you don't plan those things out, they don't happen. And so if you're not, if you're planning out how you're going to tackle Christmas expenses, I feel like you're already ahead of the majority of people. Oh, absolutely. So that's, that's absolutely. And, and the buy now, pay later, typically you have much shorter terms, right? You've got to yeah. pay that thing back, which means you're going to have higher payments. Um, which the second to last reason here, I'd, I loved to see this, was open a credit card with 0% APR. Perfect. Right? If you've got the credit to do that, if you maybe you already have a credit card, call the credit card company and say, hey, I, I, need, a, I need an incentive period. I'm thinking about going and getting an Amex. If you're with Chase, if you're with Amex, I'm thinking about going and getting a new Chase card. Can you give me an incentive promotion so that I put my spending on this instead? They'll do it. I mean, I always think about City and Discover, they'll often send those 0% checks or a 0% offer in the mail. And so you want to look out for that. What you don't want to be doing is paying interest. If you have to take on bad debt, and bad debt we always calculate and and articulate, if I take on a bad debt, it's not making me money. If I take on good debt for my business, for an investment, it's making me a lot more money than whatever I'm paying back on the debt. And so you had to take on the bad debt. Well, hopefully you strategically are doing it at 0% interest. And hopefully any debts that you're carrying that are not secured by a house or a car are at 0% interest with a card. And if yeah. they're not, then you want to strategically make sure you make that happen. And there's strategies we help clients with every day. So Yeah. At the end of the day, my thought on this, Leo, is if, if there's 75% of, of Americans out there that are, are stressed, the, the paycheck to paycheck Americans that are stressed, then find a way to go serve someone. You don't always have to give a physical gift. It's not worth, unless it's a necessity, it's not worth spending money on something that's going to cause damage to your mental health. It's just simply not worth it. And if, if the, the person getting the gift genuinely cares about you, they do not want that gift. If it's going to cause strain on you and your life, go spend time with them, go on a walk, go serve them, go do their dishes, go do something else. I can tell you right now, being a father, if, if my son had to spend money that was going to stress him out to give me a gift, 
I would tell him to never, ever, ever do that, right? So don't go spend, maybe your your love language is gift giving. I don't care. Find a way to speak another love language. If it's stressing you out, it's not worth the money. Well, I know service to others is, is one of those love languages too, and, and that's usually just as meaningful. So yeah, the time, because most of the time, if it's someone really important, we have we feel like we have to get it. But if they're that important, we love them that much, just spending the time with them, mom, dad, brother, sister, et cetera, et cetera, is going to mean more than anything, Absolutely. especially even, even with your kids. I mean, to a certain extent, like just, just the time, quality is is what it, where it's at. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good good pivot right into our our mastery topic, the, the 25 tips to save money this this Christmas season. I don't want to go over 25 of them. It, some of that's them were, a lot, they were redundant, honestly. I'm like, that's a yeah, stretch. That's gonna, the same thing. They're all going to fit but, into like three or four categories. Um, I, I picked a few of my favorites. And number one, I, it's so important for everyone to do this, but some people get this concept of, oh, that's that's just for business people. That's just for accountants. That's just for nerds. Creating a budget and tracking your spending is important for everyone, period. And especially if you're trying to save money this holiday season, you're worried about money this holiday season, you need to create your budget right now and you need to create a way of tracking your spending so that you're being held accountable to that budget. Everybody who you know is trying to build up their their personal finances is a little business. I mean, you're a little business. You're trying to build up net worth. You're trying to get rid of bad debt. You're trying to earn more than you spend. Hello, U.S. government. Haven't done that in a few years, right? So if you're doing that, you know you want to you, you can do it the old fashioned way and write it all down on a piece of paper or track it on a monstrous Excel spreadsheet, or you can use technology. And you can connect everything one time with a MyFigures app, with a uh, you know a Truebill, something like that, and and track everything in one spot, and then make sure that the payments are on time, that you're paying off the bad debts, that you know how much the monthly expenses are, and that you're bringing in more, and you budget out for it. Like we said, anybody who plans out for Christmas spending, you're already ahead of the game because you know, well, my budget says I, I've got five grand a month to spend. And I'm going to have to spend some extra money here in November and December for the holidays. So how can I come out okay going into the new year, understanding that might, maybe there's some travel expenses. Maybe, you know, you're going to go take the kids and, and visit uh, mom and dad and they're, you know, on the other side of the country and, and you've got to spend some money just traveling, not even counting holiday expense. And so whatever the case may be, if you're planning out for it and you're budgeting, well, my regular budget's this. Now you know you've got to have this extra. And then the easiest way to win at life, I find, is it's not always cutting, cutting. It's how can I earn more? Exactly. If we spent, if if America spent half as much time as they do on, oh, how can I coupon this and save that and stretch the eagle out of the quarter versus what side hustle can I do? to earn a decent amount of extra money. Maybe it's a commission opportunity. Maybe it's a side hustle business. What can I do there that will actually pay for it and I don't even have to worry about it? Yeah, it's interesting that that uh, the book that I'm listening to by Dr. Ben talks a lot about that, that oh, as, as human beings, we spend a ridiculously larger portion of our time worrying about loss than we do worrying yes, about gain. We We're worried do. about losing our mother, losing our spouse, losing a child, losing our cars, losing our houses. If we would spend that energy 
worrying about how we're going to gain more out of our relationship with our mom, gain more out of our relationship with our spouse, gain more from a home, from a car, right? If we could focus that energy on gain, the way our lives will change and what we can actually go out and achieve and, and the fulfillment we have would be tenfold. So I, I, you're rightly, I mean, the solution Amen is to, to, to earn more money. Um, so the, the next one here, I, I really like this one because my wife is so funny about this. The, the second tip to save money this Christmas season is use old gift cards. And I don't know why I, I suck at using gift cards, honestly. Like I get them and I, I lose them. My wife has this thing where like gift cards are her rainy day fund. You look in Marie's purse and she's got like a, th- a thick, thick wow. set of gift cards. So that, I mean, that's a great way. If you don't have the money, but you yeah. have some gift cards, go get a gift. We've, we've been known to do that. Thank and sometimes we get a gift of, of something that we already have. And then, you know, we might re-gift that because we don't need it. We already have it. But someone we know needs a gift and they don't have it. So perfect. So I like that. That's yeah. being resourceful. Absolutely. Resourceful. The third one is make a gift. Oh, um, there we go. It takes that, a unique that person. means more than anything. Yeah. My wife is fantastic at this. Have you ever made a gift? I mean, other than writing a poem, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think about this one too. And I. Jill does. Because Jill's got this uh, big t shirt press thing. So she can create like any oh. logo, anything, but make it unique. So if you have like a favorite uh, TV show or something, something that's not quite copyrighted, et cetera, or even if it is like she's just making it for you, she's not doing it commercially, like it's, it's fantastic. I remember one year we, we had these uh, neighbors and their last name uh, is Fuller. And in fact, the dude comes by sometimes. He's, he's the internet guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so he's our neighbor and uh, they've got four kids and their last name's Fuller. And I'm thinking, what what could we do for them? Oh, honey, what if you made them shirts living the Fuller life? Because that's our last name, the Fuller life. And they loved it. So we got them shirts, uh, and she just did that. But, yeah, if you have somebody super skilled like that that can just create stuff, that goes a long way. Because it means more because they actually took the time to create it. Like last year, Marie took all of my favorite T-shirts over the last 20 years and cut them out into squares, just like in the main section of it, and had all of those squares sewn into a quilt. So now oh, I have a quilt with like cool. my high school football, the shirt I wore when we got engaged, the shirt I wore when Jack was born, wow. our first date shirt. Like I have this quilt of all of our favorite memories in t-shirts. And I feel like that's a business right there. Oh, it's like a uh, great it, idea. Truth be told, she sent it in to someone to make it. Oh, okay. but uh, it, again, idea. it was like a made gift. Um, no, that takes yeah. a lot of work to do that. I tried to make someone a gift once, and I ended up with a drill bit in my hand and that's, in the yeah, ER. So I, me. you know, it's, yeah. I don't know if that's no. you. That's you. I think. I think those gifts. Maybe that's my love language. I love gifts that people created and were thoughtful way more than the expensive ones. That sounds awesome. That sounds um, cool. Number four, if you are struggling financially and and you're worried about finances, go shop early. Maybe that means you need to be one of those crazy Black Friday yep. deal seekers, and because you do, you save money, plain and simple. You do, you do. Yep, you got Cyber Monday, you got the coupons, you got all of the things, and you're running around. And if you do it right, it can come out ahead, and you can get massive discounts on that favorite toy that your kid wanted, or favorite uh, product that your spouse uh, wanted as well. And so, just being just being aware. I mean, 
retail stores usually and and even e-commerce make what is it like 50 percent of their profits during the holiday season so they 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 want to be aggressive they want to make sales and and the more you can take advantage of that the better yeah i mean they amazon they they have to get that stuff off the shelves those warehouses those prep centers have to move the products so it's definitely i mean jillian do you do black friday shopping yeah. Leo, do you ever, do you go out at midnight? Jill used to always do it. She would always go out and I would always try to avoid it. Yeah. But I, I did. I went out when uh, when we were younger and, and needed to save some money and, and I would. We'd, we'd bust, be waiting there when the doors open and I'd run through and not get run over and trampled and get whatever, usually it was an electronic type gift. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it was a TV or an Xbox or a PlayStation or something like that, but um, I haven't in a while. Jill, Jill loves, she just likes it sometimes. So she will. So if we have any e-commerce businesses out there, any Amazon sellers out there, this is something me and Ben did, um, a few years ago when we had our Amazon business, we, we were the black Friday warriors and we went and found all these crazy deals that weren't going to be really hot products right then, but we knew we we're going to be extremely hot products here in, in a couple months. So we, went out on Black Friday and bought as much stuff as we could at these crazy deals, just put it in my garage for a little while, let it die down, let prices come back up, and then we sent it into Amazon, and we were able to make some really good profits. Dude, I love that story about it. It was like a, one of those TV shows where you could buy all the seasons at once back when you did that and you didn't stream oh, yeah. it. You could buy them at Best Buy and flip it on eBay or Amazon. There was one of our one of those clients yeah. that had done that and killed it. And Yeah, that's just simple arbitrage, right? You got yep. a deal here, and... And then you can sell it online for even more. The funny thing is a lot of these actual online sellers will actually increase their prices. Back when we had like a, a little e-commerce business and Jill was doing it on the side. And I mean, we, we would actually increase prices during the fourth quarter because people just never checked and oh, yeah. they were there to buy. It's crazy too. And these big retailers, like they have to clear the space. And so you go to Target right now and Halloween stuff, 75% off. If you can oh, put just, it in a yeah. storage unit and get that listed next July, August, September, you can sell it for massive, massive margins. So, so that's what that's what Jill does all the time. Like yeah. She never buys it in season. She buys it out of season right after it becomes worth a lot less. Yeah. So Halloween stuff... Christmas lights, all the Christmas decor, she'll buy it, you know, after Christmas in January when they're trying to unload it. And so there, these are little tricks that you can do and not waste money. Yeah. And then, well, that's one of them that, that Dave talks about. I didn't add it to the list, but he literally talks about selling things online during this time of year. There's a lot of people that your trash is their treasure and they're looking mm -hmm. for it. So, okay. uh, the fifth reason here is choose time over money. And I, I love this one, especially, you know, a lot of these paycheck to paycheckers are young in their career. Maybe they're college students. They're away from home. Don't go waste your money on getting your mom a box of chocolates. Go on a walk with her. Go shovel her driveway. Go do something with her because that time as a parent is worth way more than anything you can buy them. Amen. Um, and then the last one, I thought this one was funny, is re-gifting. Different than, I, I think, Using the, the, the gift cards is one thing. Regifting. Um, have you ever done that? Have you ever? I, we have because we we would get gifts. I remember we got a lot of wedding gifts that were like the same gift. And, you know, every Christmas for a few years, we give out one of those gifts. <laughs> That's funny. I, I've regifted like white elephants, 
but I'm always too paranoid, like regifting something as like a legit gift I'm trying to give. Well, I'm I feel like it, it still needs to, to be in the package. Yeah. If it's in the package, I think you're good to go. Yeah. Because, oh, it's in the package, right? But if it's taken out of the package and you're like, wait a second, then I think that's when people think twice. So anything we've regifted has always still been in the package. And then we regift it because we already had it or we've got like three of those. We don't need another one. And, and hey, so-and-so is a brand new couple and they're trying to build up their, their dishes or whatever furnishings. We'll, we'll get to what's, that. what's Marcus going to do if you go wrap all of Lucas's uh, clothes since he's moved to Brazil for a couple of years? You go wrap oh, Lucas's clothes. He'll and smell, it out in a second. <laughs> smell it out in a second. He's going to call it out, not going to go for that? No. But he yeah. that kid, he actually made a decent amount of money this year doing – the, the curb painting and car detailing. He's been doing car detailing and they'll go wow. door to door in like apartment and condo complexes and townhomes and they'll book like four or five jobs. And when he doesn't have soccer practice or school, they'll go knock them out all at once and, and do these car detailing jobs. Some people are really nasty with their cars, but he, he makes like a hundred, 150 bucks uh, per car just doing that. And it's awesome. only takes him like an hour to clean them up. He better buy you a Christmas gift. So anyway, so he spends all his money. Yeah. That's the oh, so okay. so we're trying to teach him. All right, we got to. You can spend half of it. You need to start saving it. Don't let yourself think the rest's available. Or you're never going to be able to make progress. Yeah. And the time to save money is really, I mean, the time to invest in yourself and to not spend a lot of money is actually when you're younger if you can. But, oh yeah, yeah. It's a huge advantage. Um, well, speaking of kids, this is the the family topic. And okay, I'm just curious one, what we got. Here. Yeah. So again, the the title here is parenting experts share the number one rule for raising successful kids and 78% of Americans aren't doing this. And what they say is if you want to raise successful children, start showing optimism on a regular basis, being an optimist, which honestly, and, and this is a CNBC article, right? Yes. Like this is, if you want your kids to be entrepreneurial, successful financially and, and in all areas of life, they're saying, be optimistic? Yeah, be optimistic. It doesn't mean the whole concept of everyone gets a trophy. They, they talk about that. There's a big difference okay. there. Okay. But being an optimist. And so what it says is 78% of Americans aren't confident that life for their kids' generation will be better than it was for them. Which That's a big majority of the people. Yeah. That's uh, huge. I mean, what are your... Th I haven't really been asked that question. Uh, if someone said, Ty, do you think your kids life i mean how is it their life will be better than it was i, I mean do you think your kid's life will be better oh i know our, our kids lives are going to be uh better than than our lives were that's what i'm saying up. i don't For think sure. i'm part of the 78 percent. but i know that a lot of majority of people don't feel that way about their kids and i think they're looking at them long term as they get into the job market and they create real lives and they become adults i think there's a sense that that it's not going to be as good for them. Like maybe real estate values won't go up as much. Maybe the stock market won't be going up as much. Maybe wages. I mean, even though wages have finally gone up, they really haven't gone up a lot, you know, for people's overall life experience for the last 20, 30 years. And so I feel like there is that, but you're right. But for everybody who, who doesn't believe that, 
I mean, what you focus on and what you work towards is what you bring to reality. And so if you start teaching your kids, and that's that's the thing, like the majority of people, let's say half the population is pessimistic. Something bad happens. Well, half will just go into that and it will cycle over and over. Oh, bad things happen to our family, son. You know, uh, these are the types of setbacks. Oh, life's unfair. Rich people are bad. Just all of those false beliefs that they're put on kids, that half of them are going to cycle that back and forth. But the sad part is there. it looks like there's another 30% on top of the 50 that just believe that, yeah, things probably won't be as good for my kids. But, yeah, if you're taking all the actions to build accountable kids who work hard, who have true values and principles, who are going to understand the job market and business and learn skills that are valuable, they're not going to go and get, you know, 18th century French literature degrees and $100,000 in student loans and make bad decisions that put them in a horrible place for the rest of their life. But a lot of people, again, I think it comes down to that intentional planning. What are you doing to plan your business? What are you doing to plan 2024? Are you planning the holidays? Are you business planning for 2024? We're going to do a big, huge business planning workshop. It's going to be free for everybody. We're going to probably do it uh, middle of December. And we're going to have a template that you can download. But if you're not planning your life and your kids' lives and and what you want things to look like and turn out and be, then you can plan on failing, guaranteed. Exactly. I mean, the way we look at this is pessimists run into obstacles and they give up. Yes. Optimists run into obstacles and they use that optimism to overcome instead of giving these excuses, right? And What's interesting is it's it's on us as parents. I got to this topic because I was looking up what are the most common traits that parents pass on to their children. And, and the number one thing was their attitude towards life. And it mm. goes on, we're, we're kind of running out of, out of time here, but it goes on to talk about it's not just what you talk about as a parent, right? You can be so careful about what you say in front of your kids, but kids are really, really smart. And if you constantly have stressed out negative body language, your kids are going to realize that and understand that. And if you're constantly watching the doom and gloom news and you're never reading good things and positive things, your kids are going to catch on to that. So as parents, we need to make conscious efforts to teach our kids how to have optimistic attitudes and use that optimism to find solutions rather than excuses. It's one of the biggest uh, aha moments, principles that I live by that, that changed my life was just and and it sounds simple, but spend 99% of your time focusing on the solution and 1% on the problem. You got to understand the problem. You got to know why it's happening. Sure, I get that. But now, now that we understand and know what's going on, well, let's just focus all of our time to solving that problem and understanding and not being surprised that it comes because it's coming. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that the, the last thing here we'll talk about is that optimism is not something that you're you're born with right it's something that we are infected with either for the good or for the bad and so it, it can be learned and it can be taught that's oh, something yeah. that you need to understand you need to realize and it doesn't mean being optimistic doesn't mean we're being unrealistic or, or blind to the fact that there are real problems out there in the world there's real evil out there in the world but you can still be an optimist um so a few strategies that this talks about is for your family Go around the dinner table and discuss good things that happened in your life today. There are good things that happen in some way, shape, or form every day. Sharing that good news is going to build everyone up. The other thing that it suggests was acts of service. 
Um, it, it shows kids that they can actually improve someone else's life and in turn it brings up their mental health. So that's my challenge. I, that's something I'm going to work on with my family is, is being more optimist, talking more about the good things during the day. And even though my boys are, well, Tommy can't really do any service yet. He's, uh, still learning how to walk, but maybe, you know, Jack and I can go help out in someone's yard or something. For sure. I think you need to teach kids Snow, young. Snow's coming. It's yeah. on the way in Utah. Yeah, absolutely. It's the story you tell yourself, Ty. Like you can take two people that the same exact thing happened to them and one person will take away a completely different lesson and outlook based on what happened where, you know, two people uh, could could have gotten an accident. It wasn't either of their fault. And one of them will find a way to learn from it. Oh, this is what I'm going to do next time. This is the lesson I learned. I'm grateful I've got car insurance you know, to cover this, uh, this mess, nobody got, you know, badly hurt. And then the other person, it could just drag them down and affect them for weeks and months, same exact incident, same issue, same problem. And one person, you know, reacted to it completely differently. And that's, and those are the lessons that your kids, yeah, you can tell them to do things, but your actions speak so loud, they can't even hear your words. And if you don't live it, then it won't matter what you're saying. Amen. Well, that was a fun one. And uh, should we touch on, just do a quick NFL? Well, we got to talk a few things. All right, first <laughs> off, we got to talk about Bill Belichick's coaching tree continues to fail. Yeah, another one fired. And the three worst offenses in the NFL all come from coaches who under Tom Brady, is under Tom Brady, hmm. all had the top offenses in the NFL. So just shocking. more and more, shocking. Tom Brady's the GOAT. Um, a few big trades that, that we definitely should at least mention. Uh, first and foremost, the Bills actually made a move. They went and got Raul Douglas, added a corner to their secondary that's struggling. I, Smart move there. I don't know that it'll be enough, but uh, it it's, it's a good move. It's a good move. Um, the Lions, this one was exciting. They went and got Donovan Peoples-Jones. That's a really that's talented a wide receiver from the Browns. Um, Marvin Jones Jr. stepped away from football, so adding another receiver there was huge. Uh, probably the biggest one of them all, though, is the 49ers went out and got Chase Young. Dude, it's like a defensive line, like the rich got richer on that one. Yeah. You and got, You got Bosa on the other side and then Young on the other. Wait, well, you know Bosa and Young were Ohio State buddies, too. They have a lot oh, of camaraderie. Oh, that. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that defense got even more scary. But well, he's going to be energized, too. Yeah. Because he's been on a non-winning team like his whole career, and now he's going to a great opportunity. Yeah. He's well, I mean, energized. commanders are clearing – clearing house they also sent their other best defensive lineman sweat to uh the bears dude i tell you the commanders should have kept heineke they got rid of him and guess who's starting for atlanta yeah good for that kid i know love me some uh you know backup guy wasn't drafted goes out and just wins people still don't sign him and he wins another job good yeah. for him yep it's awesome I, I love taylor heineke i'm glad to see that he's sticking around um, so a lot of movement on the trade deadline day, but um, what I always like to do is is end the show with the new top five based okay. on what happened there's in the NFL over the week. Yeah, parody. yeah, it's wild. Now. It's uh, there's some big losses. The 49ers dropped another one. The Bengals seem to be back. Right, it's it's exciting. But uh, at the number one spot for my NFL top five, I think the Eagles are right back in that position. I, I still think they're the best team in the NFL right now. I think they're the, the top team I'd be scared to play right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, number two, 
I'm putting the Dolphins. Um, it's not the Chiefs, bro. No. They that was a terrible that loss. Was, that was a mind-boggling loss. <laughs> you know that they had 16 straight wins against Dude, the Broncos? I think Tay-Tay wasn't there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny how they played Taylor Swift right when the game ended. That was hilarious. And Kelsey did not look pleased. But uh, So I'm going the Dolphins at number two. Number three, again, been high on them all year, Leo. I'm putting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dude, they started 0-2, right? Yeah. And we're like, hey, they're going to be okay. They're going to might have to rethink this, but I think they're going to be okay. Yeah. Dude, when you have a Super Bowl winning head coach, I'm telling you, I love that guy. And they they just uh, in right before the trade deadline added Ezra Cleveland, which is a really good guard. Um, beef up the O line. The Jaguars are a really good team at number four, um, just because I mean Mahomes did have the flu for that game, so there's an asterisk, you know. But uh, we're bringing the Chiefs right back in at number four, and at number five. I hate to do this because I promise you I'm going to be regretting this next week, Leo. Um, Casey, you finally got it. The, the Cowboys cracked. Oh, they popped. They broke they, the they, top They five, cracked man. the top five. I'm putting the Cowboys in there for now, but I think Cowboys-Eagles play this they week. Do, so it's very likely the Cowboys will be out of this top five come Sunday, but uh, for now they, they get that five I'm spot. super curious to see if they show up against the Eagles. I think they'll show up, and I don't think it'll be quite enough. But The only team we'll I would – think about maybe adding in here is the Ravens yeah but I mean it's pretty tough to say that they're for sure better than the the bottom four there yeah I was the the Ravens and the Lions are the two that I kept Seattle's a sneaky I think five and three it's it's I think Ravens and Seattle play this week and then you've got uh, the big one Chiefs and Dolphins that's going to be fun in Germany yeah Chiefs Dolphins Germany I have to wake up early for that one but I got to find a way to watch it on the on the plane, what am I going to need? Like NFL plus plus? Are you Delta? Yeah, I think Delta has NFL Network because it's the early game. I think it's just NFL Network. Oh, I'll be good then. Yeah, Do they have NFL. Network? I'm pretty sure. I hope so. They I'll used to. Dis- I'll be disappointed if they don't. Yeah, I'll send you updates if not. Okay. Go figure. Thank you for joining us on the Go Figure podcast. If you learned something that will help your business or family, take 30 seconds and give us a five star. If we added value to your day, then share the show with someone who wants to get their money right and be sure to subscribe to the Seven Figures Funding YouTube channel. If you're a business owner and a parent committed to getting your money right for your family, then check out the MyFigures.com money app with a free 30-day trial to manage your money, track your net worth, and build a profit-first business through our fintech platform. God bless, and we'll see you next time on the Go Figure podcast.